you have somebody to put scriptures and all that. Why didn't you put a TV for me here? Everybody, good morning and welcome to the most exciting event on television, this very special broadcast. I'm excited today to be able to come right into your homes, right into your offices, wherever you sit it, to watch the broadcast. Ibel Damina is my name. I want to speak to you today on things that are very, very special, especially in the times and seasons that we find ourselves in. We live in times that are very strange, times that are very peculiar because of the challenges that our society has found itself in. But nothing is new to the word of God and nothing is new to God himself. God sees the end from the beginning and the beginning from the end. Therefore, nothing is able to overtake or overturn or take God by surprise. That is why in moments like this, it's critical for us to be able to look into the word of God so we can find direction, find comfort, and find strength to live every day of our lives. And I'm excited to welcome every one of you. Invite a friend, invite a neighbor, invite somebody into your living room, you know, um, and just get somebody to hook up for those of you watching online, on Facebook and YouTube. Tag some friends, bring some family people on. We live in times where there's so much fear in the environment. And only the word of faith, the word of righteousness, and the word of God's light can make a difference in a world that is confused. You know, the book of Philippians, chapter 4, verse 6, tells us, Be careful for nothing. Be careful for nothing. You know, you go around and you hear people telling you, ah, there's a lot of problem in the society because of the virus and the infections. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. But the Bible says, be careful for nothing. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. In everything, every circumstance, every situation is such good news to know that you can pray, you can commune with God when you don't know what to do. In everything. Look at First Peter chapter 3 verse 12. 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 12. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. In the place of prayer, God does listen every time. The Bible tells us, unto you that answered prayer shall all flesh come. 
unto you that answered prayer shall all flesh come. You know, in the midst, in the wake of all of this endemic all over the world, you've had people, and I'm sure you have questions, so many unanswered questions. And there are people who are going around saying, it is God's judgment upon the world. It is God's punishment for sin. It is doomsday. Some people have even called this the end of the world. And all kinds of theories are being pumped all over the society to fertilize fear and fertilize hopelessness in the hearts of people. But the word of God comes with hope and the word of God comes with faith and the word of God comes with direction and with clarity. The book of James chapter 1 verse 13 says, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempted he any man. God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempted he any man. Listen carefully. God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempted he anyone. So God is not the tempter. God is not behind coronavirus. God is not behind afflictions and calamities. God is not behind disasters. And God is not behind evil. God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempted he any man. Listen carefully. When your revelation of God is distorted, your relationship with God will be distorted. When your thoughts of God are distorted, your relationship with God will be distorted because your relationship with God will be defined by your revelation, by your view, and by your perspective of God himself. The book of 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 15 tells us that from a child you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. Then he says all scripture in the next verse 16 is given by inspiration of God and is profitable, profitable, useful, advantageous for doctrine, teaching or explanation of God's character. Who God is can only be found in the book that the Holy Spirit inspired to reveal God. So the Bible is our proof text concerning the true revelation of God's character. Who is God? What is God's character? The book of 1 John chapter 5 verse 20. The Bible says, and we know, and we know that the Son of God is come and has given us an understanding. Hallelujah. We know that the Son of God is come and has given us an understanding. I like to read that scripture for you. And we know that the Son of God is come and has given us an understanding that we may know him that is true. That we may know him that is true. And we are in him that is true. Even in his son, Jesus Christ, this is the true God and eternal life. That our understanding of God is in the person of Christ. That our understanding of God is in the man Christ Jesus. The Bible calls Jesus in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3, the express image of God. 
That is, Jesus gives visibility to the invisible character of God. That is, Jesus unveils the Father. That is to say, you cannot know God if you don't know Jesus. Jesus is the comprehensive revelation of God in humanity. Jesus gives expression to the attitude, behavior, and character of God. So that is to say, you cannot know God outside Christ. And Christ is revealed in the scriptures. The book of John chapter 5 verse 39. It says, search the scriptures, Jesus speaking. For in them you think you have eternal life. But the scriptures don't give eternal life. Rather, they are they which testify of me. Or the scriptures reveals Christ. Or the scriptures points to the person of Christ. They are they which testify of me. Or the scriptures are the testimony of Jesus. Then he says, you will not come to me that you may have life. That is to say, the scriptures will point you to Christ and Christ is life. He says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. He's the embodiment of life. Until you meet Christ, you have not met life. <laughs> the Bible says, he that has the son has life. Jesus is God's life revealed. Jesus is God's life dispensed. Jesus is God's life made manifest. He's the embodiment of God's life. He is God revealed in humanity. So, the Bible says, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempted he any man. Temptation, coronavirus, HIV and AIDS, sugar diabetes, high blood pressure, asthma, sickle cell anemia, bone disease, cancers, blood disease is not from God. And it's not a measure of God's punishment for a person that does wrong. Mm -mm. The Bible tells us, the thief cometh not but for to steal to kill and to destroy. Jesus speaking in John chapter 10 verse 10. The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill and to destroy. Then he says, but I am come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. There's another scripture I want to read for you in John chapter 8 verse 44. John chapter 8 verse 44. Jesus speaking. You are of your father the devil. He was speaking to the Jews. And the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. The murderer is Satan. He's the killer. He's the destroyer. And he was the one that had been destroying from Genesis. From the beginning. He was a murderer from the beginning. And abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Satan is a murderer from the beginning. We saw John 10, 10. He cometh to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Satan is a killer. He's the thief and is the destroyer. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14. Hebrews 
chapter 2 verse 14 look at it carefully he says in in, in hebrews 2 14 for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood he also himself likewise took part of the same because of you that through death through death he might destroy him that had the power of death that is the devil the devil is the one that has always been operating within the spectrum of death satan is responsible for death evil sickness and disease the scripture tells us in first john for this purpose the son of god jesus is manifested that he may destroy the works of the devil so acts 10 38 says how god anointed jesus christ of nazareth with the holy ghost and power who went about doing good and healing those that were oppressed of the devil so sickness whether it is coronavirus whatever it is called is an oppression of the devil is an oppression of the devil and the devil uses sickness as a tool to steal and to destroy to kill he uses sickness to kill he uses sickness to destroy in the book of romans chapter 5 verse 12 romans we are tracing the root of disasters evil coronavirus romans chapter 5 verse 12 wherefore as by one man one man not by satan by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin and so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned so man brought sin sin brought death man brought sin sin brought death see that and satan capitalized on sin and death to deal with mankind that's why the bible in romans chapter 8 says for the law of the spirit of life in christ jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death satan sin and death life in christ jesus frees a man from sin and death in satan or sin and death within the activities of men man is the architect of his problem wherefore as by one man so even this coronavirus is within the activities of men within the activities of men and that is why jesus came to destroy the works of the devil so let no man say when he's tempted i'm tempted of god for god cannot be tempted with evil neither tempted he any man look at that james chapter 1 verse 14 james james chapter 1 verse 14 james 1 14 says but every man is tempted every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed now watch the motions here then when lust had conceived it bringeth forth sin and sin when it is finished bringeth forth death that's the circle circle of of lust sin death is a circle or the circle of lost sin sickness 
calamities, and death. It's a circle. And that is a circle of the devil that rules the world system. The world system of oppression. The world system of functionality is influenced by the prince of the power of the air. It is a spirit that walketh in the children of disobedience. We were once there before we got born again. That's why you are in this world, but not of this world. Because the world system, Satan functions within the activities of men to oppress, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Then in verse 16 of James says, he says, do not err. James 1, 16. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Do not get into error. Don't let anybody deceive you. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good and perfect gift cometh from above, from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness, neither a shadow of turning. Don't get into error. Don't begin to think maybe God has allowed coronavirus to punish the world, to teach the world a lesson, to display how almighty he is. God does not delight in the calamities of men. Romans chapter 5 verse 8. But God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were yet sinners, God does not need to prove a point to anybody. He loves the world. For God so loves the world. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Greater love has no man than this, that a man should lay down his life for his friends. God's love towards us is amazing. He loves us so much that, look at it, 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, pay attention, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 19, 2 Corinthians 5 19, to wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and had committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Take note of, not imputing. God is not holding the world accountable for sin. Hence, he cannot be the one punishing the world with coronavirus. I said to them in church last Sunday, if God is behind coronavirus, why is, if that is the punishment of God, why are some people surviving? Why are some people able to recover? Because if it is God punishing, it should eradicate everybody. If it is God, no man can escape God if God really wants to be the one being behind evil. But there's no evil in God. God is all light, all lovely, altogether beautiful. There is no evil in God. The book of 1 John chapter 1 verse 5. 1 John chapter 1 verse 5. 1 John chapter 1 verse 5. It says in 1 John chapter 1 verse 5, this then is the message. Not a message. The message. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. In John chapter 1 verse 3 and 4. He says, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. There's no darkness in God. There's no evil in God. The moment your revelation of God is clear, 
it will be easy for you to receive from the goodness of God. It will be easy for you to take delivery of God's goodness towards you. He says, no man should say when he's tempted, I'm tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted of evil. Neither tempted he any man. God does not tempt with evil. And God does not do evil. In James chapter 1 verse 5, James chapter 1 verse 5, he says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given unto him. Recall, James said earlier that God gives to all men liberally, which implies that God's character is to give. God gives and gives and gives. So God's character is to give. The word liberally means single-mindedness. It means sincerity. God gives without hidden agendas. God gives without ill motives. God is sincere. He is single-minded. That is, God is single-minded about giving in prayer. There is a willingness to give without defamation or fault-finding. God upbraided not. He does not find fault. God's goodness is given unconditionally. God's goodness is given liberally. God's goodness is lavished upon humanity. God's disposition towards man is goodness. God's disposition towards man is grace. God's disposition towards man is mercy. I was preaching this somewhere and then somebody said to me, Dr. Damina, what you are preaching is half truth. Half truth. So I said, half truth, please, come forth. What is half truth about the message of God is good, God is all light, God is all love, there is no evil in God. He said, you are preaching a message that excludes God's justice, God's justice, God's judgment for evil. So I said to him, so how does God's justice and judgment play out? He said, yes. Whenever you do evil, God makes sure you don't get away with it. He punishes you for it. He destroys you for it. That is God's justice. I said to him, I think you do not understand the scriptures. Jesus is the revelation of God's justice. Jesus is the carrier of judgment. In Jesus, you will find the justice and the judgment for sin. God does not overlook sin. Romans chapter 3. Let's see the justice and the, and the judgment. Romans chapter 3. Because somebody says, are you sure it is not God punishing people? Well, Romans chapter 3. Brother Paul helps us there very emphatically. Romans chapter 3 verse 25. Oh, glory to God. I love this. I love this. Whom God, in fact, let me start from verse 23. In fact, from 21. If, 21. But now, the righteousness of God without the law is manifested. Manifested. Being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all 
and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. No difference. Jew and Gentile, no difference. For all have sinned, Jew and Gentile, and come short of the glory of God. The moralist and the immoral. The righteous, self-righteous, and the unrighteous. All of them have sinned. The law has concluded all under sin. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So if God is going to be punishing us for sin, he should be punishing everybody. Because everybody has sinned. Then somebody said to me, that is why the coronavirus is going over after everybody. Okay, hold on. Verse 24. Being justified freely, freely, without human contribution, by his grace, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God had set forth to be a propitiation. God has set Jesus forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood. The propitiationary ministry of Jesus is through faith in his sacrificial work, through faith in his death, burial, and resurrection, to declare his righteousness, for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. Pay attention. Verse 26. To declare, I say, at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just. To declare God's righteousness, God has operated in a way he can be seen to be just. That is, God functions within perfect legal grounds that he may be seen to be just. How did God not impute their sins unto them and yet with that he is still just? That he may be seen to be just. Because some of you feel I'm suffering because I deserve it. Things are bad because I deserve it. There are even people that believe that the coronavirus is going to come on me because I know I'm a bad person. No. God is not imputing your sins on you. That's the good news of the gospel of Christ. That God might be seen to be just. So how is God just in not punishing the sinner for sin? How is God just in not destroying man for wickedness? How is God just for not damaging people for evil. That is why the message of God punishing people makes sense to a man that does not know the scriptures. You will hear them say, what about Noah? The world of Noah is destroyed with a flood. That's the justice of God. Sodom and Gomorrah was burnt with fire. That is the justice of God. Well, hold on a bit. Hold on a bit. The justice of God can only be seen in Christ. Jesus is an expression of God's justice, that he may be just, justice, that he may be just, that God may be seen to be just in what he has done with Christ. So the question is, does God overlook sin? No. Does God treat sin with kids' gloves? No. Does God pamper sin? No. The grace, the message of the grace of God is not God overlooking sin. The message of the grace of God is not God treating sin with kids' gloves. The message of the grace of God is not God pampering sin. 
That is why you hear people who don't understand the scriptures. They will say, well, all these grace preachers, they are going about preaching a message that they call it sugar-coated because they say the message is that God will not punish you. So it is sugar-coated because in their mind and in their judgment, they believe that God has to punish sin, to be seen, to be just. That if God does not punish sin, he is not just. I agree with them. God has to punish sin. So, does God overlook sin? No. Does God pamper sin? No. Does God treat sin with levity? No. That he may be seen to be just. Within the eyes of legality, if God is going to vindicate the sinner, he must do it within the confines of justice. So, how is God just? In not imputing sin on man. How is God just in not holding man accountable for sin? Because we read that in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18 and 19. That God is not holding man accountable for sin. That God is not judging man for sin. That God is not punishing man for sin. So how is God just when a man has actually sinned and God didn't punish him? The justice of God there is that God does not overlook sin. God does not treat sin with levity. God does not pamper sin. God punishes sin severely. He punishes sin eternally. He punishes sin without mercy. How does he do that punishment? On himself. He takes the sin of the world and punishes it on himself so that the sinner has a third party intervention the sinner has a third party intervention this is the way isaiah puts it in prophecy surely he was wounded for our transgressions bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him. By his stripes we are healed. He took my place in death. The wages of sin is death. He took my place in death. So I can take his place in life. He was rejected because of sin. So I can be accepted. He went to hell because of sin. So I can go to heaven. It is called a substitutionary sacrifice. He took my place. Now listen. So that is the basis on which God offers grace to the sinner. Grace is what you don't deserve. Since he has carried the punishment for your sins on himself. Since he has punished himself on your behalf. So the next thing he did was he rose from the dead. And offered his mercy, his grace, and his forgiveness to the deserving sinner. The sinner deserves death. The sinner deserves judgment. The sinner deserves destruction. God offers to the sinner an undeserving forgiveness, undeserving mercy, undeserving release from sin. That is God's offer. That is what we call the good news of the gospel. Or what I call the charter of the New Testament. I call it the charter of the New Testament. Look at the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 8. Hebrews 
glory to God, Hebrews chapter 8. And I'm going to read verse 10. Hebrews chapter 8, verse number 10. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts. I will be to them a God and they shall be to me a people. They shall not teach every man his neighbor and every man his brother saying, know the Lord. For all shall know me from the least to the greatest. Why will they know me? Look at it. The New Testament. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness. He didn't say they will not have unrighteousness. He says my disposition towards their unrighteousness will be mercy. I will not hold them accountable because I have punished myself on their behalf. If God punishes the sinner for sin, it will be double jeopardy. It will be injustice. But it has to be seen to be just. So, I will be merciful to their unrighteousness. And their sins and their iniquities will I remember again no more. He didn't say they will not have sin and iniquities. He said they will have sin and iniquities. But my disposition is that I will not remember that anymore. I will not hold them accountable. That is the disposition of God to the sinner. Now, listen. The book of that Romans, where we're reading, Romans chapter 3, please pay attention. Romans chapter 3, verse 26 now. To declare, I say, at this time, his righteousness, hallelujah, that he might be just, that he might be seen to be just, that he might be seen to be a God of justice, and the justifier of him, which believed in Jesus. So, first of all, he has made the demands for justice. Based on that, he is now qualified to justify, to acquit and discharge the sinner without prejudice. To acquit and discharge the sinner from the charges of sin on him without prejudice because he has made the demands for justice on man's behalf. God made him, 2 Corinthians 5.21, God made him to be seen for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So James now says there is a willingness to give without defamation or fault finding. God does not upbraid. His giving is not specifically on how he acts. His giving is based on his character. James 1.17 Every good and perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness neither shadow of turning. He further highlights God's character talking about James as the one who does no evil. Every good and perfect gift is from the Father of lights. He is the father of light. All that the father gives is good and perfect. This is constant about God. This is constant about God. There is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. There is no change of personalities with God. He is not suffering from biopolar. He has no dual character. He is not dual charactered. 
That is why a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways and cannot receive from God. Because when you are double-minded, it means in your mind you are thinking God is good. In on another note, God is the one punishing the world with coronavirus. God is good. God is the one punishing the world with coronavirus. You are double-minded. And he says, let not that man think that he shall receive anything from the Lord. In James chapter 1 verse 7. In fact, 6 says, but let him ask in faith, not in wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and toast. For let not that man think, let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. James' words in this scripture shows that Prayer goes beyond making requests to God. It involves receiving from God. In other words, receiving is part of prayer. Let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. So he now explains wavering is double-mindedness. Wavering implies to judge. It implies to separate thoroughly between two things or opinions or to dispute. To have a disputed mind or to have a mind that has two opinions. God is good. God is bad. Mm. This coronavirus is from God. This coronavirus is not from God. Mm. Sometimes God can use it to teach me a lesson. You are double-minded. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let not that man think. Let him not think. I may get this corona. I may not get it. I don't know if I will survive. Big, big people are getting it. You are double-minded on the character of God. He gives liberally. And he gives only good and perfect gifts. In the book of Luke, Jesus said, If ye that are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more your father? Your child cannot ask you for a bread and you give him a stone. For bread and you give him a stone. He cannot ask you for fish and you give him a serpent. If you human beings that are evil compare to God, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more your father, the character of your father God is consistent. The earlier you know, the earlier it is for you to be able to take authority and resist the devil to flee. The earlier you know, the earlier you are able to take stands in your place of authority and refuse to let the devil run over you. Neither give place to the devil, but you will not be able to resist the devil until you are persuaded and convinced about the single character of your father. God has only one single character. The same yesterday, the same today, the same forever. This means with God, it can, it can either be in the positive or in the negative. It is often used for deciding between two things. God can either be light or darkness. He can either be good or bad, not in wavering. God is not dual nature. He cannot be bad and good. Mm-mm. Even God himself says, if, if you are lukewarm, I will spew you out. I don't like lukewarmness. A little warm, a little cold. Mm-mm. God doesn't like it. So he himself cannot be lukewarm. He cannot be good and bad contained. Mm-mm. God is 
totally good, absolutely good, completely good, 100% good, and every good and perfect gift cometh from him. It's used in James 2.4. Are ye not then partial in yourselves and become judges of evil thoughts? Used again in Jude 1.9. Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed, disputed, double-minded, about the body of Moses. Does not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, the Lord rebuked thee. In essence, James explains the term wavering as an act of unbelief. When you are double-minded, you are in unbelief. You are not in faith. Therefore, you cannot receive anything from the Lord. You've got to be fully persuaded about God's single character of good, life, light, love, no darkness at all. At all. All right? Now, why will the brother waver? The focus of James' context, of the context in James chapter 1, verse 5 to 7, is the character of God. So the wavering will be about the character of God. God may be good, God may be bad. Mm, Like Job, you know, Job, Job was a funny character. Job said, Shall we expect only good from God all the time? Can't we expect good and bad? James was a very funny guy. He was wavering about God's character. Then later on he now said, what I greatly feared has come upon me. See that? First of all, he attributed it to God. Then he now said, it is my fear. So many people are struggling right now about the character of God, about God's disposition within this endemic and within the wake of all of this fear in the society. And this week, I'm taking this time every day to clarify you with robust scriptures about the single identity of God's character. Notice the character of God, how it is described. Number one, he gives to all men liberally without finding faults. James explained God as a giving God who does not find fault or blame before he gives. He does not tempt with evil. God does not tempt with evil. Circumstances that drive the believer to pray was not God tempting the man with evil. Things that make you pray is not God tempting you with evil. God does not tempt with evil. He is without variableness or shadow of turning. James 1.7 He does not change. He is our father. His character is consistently, constantly, constant. So you better have confidence today in God's character and get ready to receive from the single character of God. He gives good things. He never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He healed before. He healed yesterday. He heals today. He will heal forever. He is a healer because healing is an expression of the goodness of God in the good news of the gospel. An expression of the goodness of God in the goodness, good news of the gospel. When we pray for the sick, they get healed. When we rebuke situations, they obey us. Somebody said this corona, no. Corona has already come to an end. That virus has lost its influence and grip. We are speaking in faith. 
It's not going to overrun the planet. No. In the name of Jesus, it has come to its wit's end. Whatever spirit is responsible, looking for how to kill, to steal, and to destroy, we rebuke that spirit now in the name of Jesus. And we rebuke fear. We rebuke fear. We rebuke fear. We cast down those imaginations in your mind. We come against contrary and contradicting thoughts in the name of Jesus. And by the word of God you have had today, we release the glorious light of Christ to shine upon your heart. And we command every symptom, every pain, infirmity, every hold of the devil be broken in the name of Jesus. Be broken. Satan, get your hands off. Legato Bali Katana. Membrananglo Doboro Kotuba Natata. Wherever you're hearing the sound of my voice, receive healing right now. Receive freedom from fear right now. Receive boldness in the name of Jesus. And we rebuke circumstances and situations that are looking for how to cripple your faith. We bind and break their holes over you in the name of Jesus. Be loosed right now. Kabalo Tabaka. In the name of Jesus, sick body, be healed. Be healed. And we release the goodness of God upon viewers around the world. Receive it right now by faith in the name of Jesus. In the next few minutes, I'm going to open the phone lines. I would like you to call in and share with us from the things you have learned and from the things you are experiencing as you grow through the teaching of God's word right here on Kingdom Life Network right here on Facebook, right here on YouTube. We're opening the phone lines in the next few minutes, right now, so that you can call in. I'd like to get feedback from all of you around the world, wherever you're watching, whether you're watching on Facebook, on YouTube, whatever platform you're using, the phone lines will be displayed on the screen right now. The phone line will be displayed on the screen right now. There is a line there for text messages, and it's indicated a line for text messages is indicated and a line for phone calls. Please make sure the only the line for phone calls are used for calls. Don't send text messages to the line for phone calls. And don't call the line for text messages. Please stay with instruction. We're going to open the phone lines in the next two, three minutes. But friends, I'm excited about the opportunity of pumping the word of God to you. Listen, do you know that the word of God is God's medicine? Do you know? He says, my son, in Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20, my son, attend to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. Let them not depart from your heart. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. God's word is God's medicine. God's word is God's life. God's word is God's health. It is health to all their flesh. So as the phone lines are open, we'll be expected to hear from all of you. When you call, tell us where you're calling from. Tell us your name before you begin to speak. Tell us where you're calling from. Tell us your name before you begin to say what you want to say. And please keep it brief because there are so many other people on the line waiting to reach out to us today. There is a line for text message and there is a line for phone calls. If you try to call and your call cannot get through, 
send us a text message on the line for text message. But friends, I'm excited about the opportunity to be a blessing. All right, we have the first caller on the line. And when you call us, please stay away from your TV set or from your device so we can hear you. Caller on the line. Hello, good morning. Good morning, sir. Morning. What's your name? Where are you calling from? My name is Pastor Raymond. I'm from Manchester. Hey, Pastor Raymond. That is Manchester. Yes, sir. Daddy, thank you so much for this wonderful word of encouragement. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you so much for uh, building our confidence and uh, your prayer and the word. Praise God. You have really stood us up, and uh, here we are working on it totally. In Manchester, it's totally locked down now. Your word has been encouraging each and every one of us. Thank you so much, sir. More grace, sir. Praise God. Thank you, Pastor Ray. Let's keep the yes, word sir. going all over the place. Fear has no Amen, hold. It has no hold on our planet. Therefore, we stand in faith. It won't be long. All of this will be over. Thank you for calling. Thank you for calling. Thank you so much, sir. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Praise God. We are not giving fear any space. We are not tolerating fear. Listen, friends. Fear tolerated is faith contaminated. Fear tolerated is faith contaminated. You cannot afford to tolerate fear. God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. We have another caller on the line. Hello. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Hello, we've lost the call. When you call, please stay away from your TV set or device so we can hear you. Hello, we have another caller. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Good morning, daddy. Morning. Where are you calling from and what's the name? I'm calling from Benin City. Benin? My name is Evan. Bless, bless you. Uh, Daddy, I want to thank you for all you've done. Uh, we, we here in Vinny City, we've been indoors somehow and again, and we've been listening to you. For, there is no fear here in Vinny City. That's right. So we have been encouraged by your words, for the word of God that you've given to us. Amen. We are so proud of you, sir. Thank you. Thank Pray you. Pray that God will continue to bless you in all your ways, sir. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sir. Thank you for calling. We stay in faith in all of our nations and cities and drive the fear out. Amen. We have another caller on the line. Hello. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning, sir. Morning. What's the name? Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Dostic, brother. Edo State, please, if you can speak out so we can hear you. All right, sir. This is Pastor Zay on the line. I just want to appreciate you, sir. Thank you. I want to appreciate you for your word. Since 2009, I've been following your messages. And uh, that really helped me in the ministry. And uh, when I saw you this morning, I was so glad to see you live, encouraging us because of the pandemic. We pray that uh, the Lord will continue to strengthen you. 
Amen. We are grateful here. Me and my family, we are grateful that we are hearing from you. Thank Amen. you so much, sir. God bless you. Thank you for calling in. Thank you so much. Yeah, we we, we yes, stay sir. in faith and we're not giving fear any room in our nations, in our cities. Even if we are locked down in our rooms, there's no distance in the realm of the spirit. We take authority over our cities and the siege is broken. The siege is broken. The captivity of Corona is broken over the nations in the name of Jesus. We have another caller on the line. Hello. Hello? We've lost that call. Please try to call again. We have another caller on the line. Hello? Hello? Please stay away from your TV set so we can hear you. Hello? We've lost that call. We have another caller on the line. Hello? Hello? Good morning. Bless you. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello, good morning. Morning. Hello, good morning, sir. Morning. Uh, I'm calling from. Uh, I'm coming, calling from France. France. Okay, we're listening. Hello. Hello yes. Sir. I'm calling from France. I'm okay. Bless you. Morning. Amen, sir. I'm Pastor Justice calling from France, sir. Pastor Justice, bless you. Go ahead. I'm listening. Okay, sir. Thank you for your word of encouragement and uh, all you have been doing in the body of Christ. Sir, I happen to be following you when your message has not changed, when we are still preaching a secular message. But as at that, as at that time, you demonstrate the power of God after message, after preaching, more than what you do right now. Now you are preaching the right message, the gospel of grace and the revelation of, our Jesus, of Jesus Christ, which I also believe in, which I preach. But after doing, you do more on preaching and there is no more demonstration of power as you used to do. Okay, so what was the point? The point is, the reason, the reason why, why, why is it so? Most times, I remember those days you preach after preaching, you begin to minister healing, and I see people being healed instantly. But these days you just preach, and and and, and that's all. We don't see much of that science and demonstration of power anymore. Okay, I think you're looking at the, you're looking at the wrong thing because you 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 are assuming things. You can't say there's no demonstration of power. The demonstration of God's power is within the confine of God's word. Remember? Mark 16, 20. And the Lord was walking with them, confirming his word with signs and wonders. You're not in our church physically, so you can't stay from afar and be assuming. We have testimonies, so many testimonies in the church, but we do not give space for people to come and give testimonies because we are, not, we are not about showmanship. The glory goes to God for healing. The glory goes to God for changing people's lives and impacting people's lives. And we just keep the word of God going. It is the word that does the miracles. Praise God. Next caller on the line. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning, sir. Morning, bless you. What's your name? Where are you calling from? 
My name is Ago Ebere. I'm coming from Newi. Praise God. Go ahead. Oh, sir, sir, I want to appreciate your teaching this morning. I'm so much blessed. Praise God. God. God bless you so much. God bless you. But I have a question to ask. Yes. My question is this. All these precautionary measures, they say that we should take. I trust so much in God's word because I know that he's a great anchor. So what do you say concerning precautionary measures? Don't touch people. Don't greet. Don't hug. Stay at home. Wash your hands constantly. What do you say concerning it as a child of God? As a child of God, obey it. Obey the instructions. Obey the government. Obey the things they have asked us to do for precaution. And I'm going to give you the reasons from the word of God. Remember, when Jesus, when Jesus was born, God by the angel instructed that they should take him out of Egypt because there was a threat on his life. Jesus is God who became a man. God could have said, don't worry, nobody can get him. Don't worry, nobody can harm him. But Jesus left and was taken to Egypt to go and wait until the right time before he comes back. That is the wisdom of God in preservation. So if the society says, in order for people not to die in their masses, in order for people not to be hot, stay at home, lock down. It is wisdom to obey. Remember, the Bible says, I can eat meat sacrificed to idols, but I will not because of the weak. Since you have understanding, everybody doesn't have understanding. Everybody doesn't have faith. So, because of the weak, because of those who don't have the same understanding, if government says, maintain distance, maintain distance. If government says, stay at home, stay at home. And when you stay at home, they have not stopped you from praying. They have not stopped you from studying your Bible. They are just trying to contain the spread of the virus so it can be quickly nipped in the bud. Obey the government. Bible says obey those that have the rule over you. Obey the government of your nation. And the government are there to see to it that the society is protected from further spread. So obey them and carry out the instructions given. We have another caller on the line. Hello. Hello, good morning. Oh, we've good morning, lost the... sir. Morning. What's the name? Where are you calling from? I am J.D. King, calling from Accra, Ghana. From Accra. God bless you, J.D. King. Amen. Go ahead. Papa, I wanted to say thank you for everything you are doing. The message was so impacting and very much um, encouraging as well. We appreciate it. God richly bless you. Continue coming, sir. We'll continue following. Amen. Thank you, sir. Amen. Amen. Thank you, J.D. King. Thank you for calling from Accra. Let me read a scripture for those people that are wondering why should we, why should we obey government? Why should we lock down? Why should we maintain distance? Why should we close our services because government said so? It's not persecution. It's precaution. In the book of 1 Corinthians 8.1, The Bible says, but knowledge makes us proud of ourselves, while love makes us helpful to others. 
He was dealing with eating food offered to idols. Brother Paul said, I can eat meat sacrificed to idols, but because of the weak, I will not. Look at verse 8 of that First Corinthians chapter 8. But food doesn't bring us any closer to God. We are no worse off if we don't eat, and we are no better off if we do. Verse 9, but take care that this liberty of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. Then later on, he emphasized in 1 Corinthians 10, 24, we should think about others and not about ourselves. We should think about others and not about ourselves. Then in verse 23, 23, he now says, some of you say we can do whatever we want to, but I tell you not everything may be good or helpful. So through knowledge of Jesus, watches out for others. When you truly know Jesus, you care about others. So for people who don't know what you know, not to be infected and destroyed, if government stays, stay at home. Stay at home. Take the period as a time for prayer, a time for Bible study, and a time to build yourself up so that when government lifts up the ban and the virus is contained, we can come out and do more for Jesus. Praise God. We have another caller on the line. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello. Oh, we've lost your call. Please call again. We have another caller on the line. Hello. Hello, good morning. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Dr. Damina, how are you? Very well. Bless you. Good morning. Good, good. I have Brother John from South Africa, Johannesburg. Brother John from Johannesburg, bless you. Morning. Good, good, sir. Uh, I just want to thank you uh, with the work so far. It has really been uh, helping us and you open our understanding to the realities of Christ. I really appreciate you, sir. Thank and you. And I thank you so much. And uh, with this knowledge that you're imparting to us, I know the world is not going to be the same again. You are creating many sons of God all over the world. And ever since I've been listening to you since 2018, I'm always on fire. I'm always on fire. And I know this pandemic of uh, the coronavirus thing, the world is actually in fear, it's quaking now, but with the comfort of the scriptures that you've taught us, we are always fired up for Jesus. We are always fired up to bring more people to Christ. Amen. Thank you, Faith. This is such a rare knowledge that is imparted to us. I really, really, really appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. Amen. And thank you for building us up so that we can also build others. And Amen. Thank you, Brother John from Johannesburg. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Praise God. We have another caller on the line. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Morning, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Please give us volume. Good morning, Daddy. My name is Gloria. Gloria, good morning. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Lagos. Lagos, all right, bless you. 
want to thank you. Thank God for the anointing upon your life. Thank you for how you teach us and how you put our faith strong in God. God bless you, sir. Amen. Thank you, Gloria. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you, sir. Bless you. Enjoy Christ. We have another caller on the line. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Thank you. What's your name? Where are you calling from? From calling from Owere. From Owere. Bless you. Yeah. Yes, I'm. I'm here to thank Daddy. Yeah, I'm thanking Daddy for the inspiration of this morning. I and my family are blessed to be a part of his ministry. Amen. We are thanking him so much for all you have done this morning. You have built the faith in us. And I believe God that what you have put in us will work out good. Thank Amen. you and God to continue blessing you, sir. Thank you very much. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Bless you. Praise God. We have another caller on the line. Hello, good morning. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello, sir. Morning. This is Pastor Vera from Abuja. From Abuja. Good morning. Morning, sir. Is, uh, I just wanted to say something. It's a question about communion. Okay. About communion. Because I've listened to so many of your messages. I need to some believer and don't need to take communion. Yes, I just want to say something about it, sir. Okay. okay, that's not the subject. That's not the subject of this morning. But I will refer you to mm-hmm. order for a teaching that will give you clarity. That teaching is okay. under, understanding the book of Ephesians. Understanding the book of Ephesians. It will explain clearly for you on the communion, Bible, you know, Bible teaching on the communion understanding the book of Ephesians. You can order from our office. God bless you. Thank you for calling. We have another mm-hmm. caller on the line. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Morning. What's your name? Where are you calling from? I'm calling from uh, Lagos. My name is Ikechuko. Okay, good morning. Thank you for calling. Yes, sir. Yeah. Am I speaking with... Uh, Dr. Edel. Yes, speaking. Okay. Um, I thank you very much for your message. I'm very, very happy for all that you have been doing. Thank God you. God will continue to strengthen you in Jesus' name. Amen. So please, uh, when you are talking about this great grace of the pain and the business, sometimes I'll be expecting that you will talk about people that have given their life to Christ. That, that, that those are the people at least that have this uh, benefit. Uh, so, but sometimes if I'm listening, I will not, I will expect them to hear that. Because many people will say because we have grace, even those people that have not given their life to Christ, they say no need of giving their life to Christ, you know? So, that's what I'm looking at. But apart from that, message is wonderful. Okay. First of all, let me correct you. Nobody gives his life to Christ because nobody has life to give Christ. Everybody is dead in sin. We don't give God anything. We don't have life to give. Ephesians chapter 2 says you were dead in sins and trespasses. Every human being is dead in sins and trespasses. So it is God that gave us life. So you receive life from God. God gives life. When you receive that life from God, 
That life of God contains in it righteousness. It contains in it the fruit of the spirit. It contains in it the life of God, the love of God. All of that is contained in the life that God gives at the point of salvation. And as we begin to teach you the word of God and you listen to the word of God, that life begins to find expression. When that life begins to find expression, sin shall not have dominion over you. You begin to live in victory over sin and live in total triumph over Satan and everything that Satan will offer. That's what we preach. That's what we call the gospel. The gospel is not talking about sin. The sin is not the message. The gospel is not talking about man's failure. The gospel is the good news of what God has done towards man. That when man receives, man begins to live a life that is above all that the devil can offer. So that's why what you keep hearing from us is what God has given to man. Eternal life. The new life. The brand new life. If any man be in Christ, is a new creation. A new creation. It's not character modification. It's not improvement on character. Mm-mm. Christianity is God's life freely offered to a dead man. God's life freely offered to a dead man. And when that dead man reaches out to receive that life, he comes alive. So born again is a resurrection from death to life. When you are raised, the next thing you need is teaching to discover this life you have received, what it entails. I hope that helps you a bit. But I'll encourage you to keep following the teachings. You will come to a place of understanding. We have another caller on the line. Hello, good morning. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello? Hello? Good morning. Good morning. What? Oh my goodness. Thank you. That network is so faulty. Please stay away from your TV set and phones so that we can hear you clearly. We have another caller on the line. Hello. Hello, good morning. How are you? Morning, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, my name is David and I'm calling from Canada. From Canada. Good morning. Yeah. Morning. Bless you. We're listening. How are you, Dr. Ibe? I'm good. Bless you. Thank you for asking. Uh, uh, I just need to um, sometimes this kind of you, you don't need to answer. You just throw it open. Right answers. Some of those questions. So I want to quickly touch on the brother that came to ask about miracles. That oh, I've been following you to have office several times. I've met you times uh, back. So, been a follower of this since uh, in the 90s. So, oh, when he was talking about miracles, I think it is the fact that uh, miracles is not a valid power. The Bible talks about God. So, the fact that performing miracles doesn't really mean that um, it has the backing of God. We have people like Sadhguru Maharaj, they do a lot of miracles today. Well, some of us know that Sadhguru Maharaj is not of God. So sure. the fact that he does miracles, does that mean that um, he has validation from God? These are the things that people need to know. So I, I know, some of us know 
view from where, where when we started up or until now. So we know how God has and we know what God is doing with your ministry right now. And the second thing I want to say, you have to put emphasis. What you emphasize, some people emphasize miracle. And I was thinking about it. Um, or healing is the children's right. If you look at that scripture, sir, you discover that is that anybody, any person that emphasizes miracle more than the word of God is simply a child in the faith. But Jesus can call that an healing is that children of God is our right. But if you look at this to the fact that if what emphasizes in the ministry is miracle, then so we know how God is using you, Mike. Oh, how life has been transformed. Following you, I've been to your office in Uyo several times. I've met you. I met you in London. I don't know if you can remember me when I brought some books to you then and everything. So I've I've been in Canada for a while now with my family. So I just want to say that. You have been a great work. Your ministry is really, really taking the work. And either people like it or not, you need to come to the understanding of the fact that this is where God is moving. Those of us that are taking the stand to defend the character of God, that is the direction that God is That is where we are right now. Sir, what did I come to realize is the fact that if I to meet and you can never see a wicked man that will ever accept that he's wicked. So, on a, on a human level, you can't accept that. Can you now imagine if God will accept to be called a wicked God that does evil? So, our God doesn't do it on the right track. You are the right track. The message is spreading. The message is spreading. I know that a lot of people are antagonized to this message right now simply because we are wrecking their market. I know the kind of person I just stand, take your stand, let's keep pushing some your soldiers, we are pushing, we are right behind you. And you know what? One day we all start before our maker. And sir, I know that daddy he will look up he will look at all that and say, Well done, you are the face God bless you, sir. Thank you so Amen. Much. Thank you for your contribution. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Praise God. Very true. That emphasis is very, very true, what you said. We have another caller on the line. Hello, good morning. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Yeah, it's my great. Hello? 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 Hello, I can hear you, sir. All right, morning. What's your name? Where are you calling from? I'm calling from UAE. UAE? My name is a great result. Okay, go uh, ahead. I thank, I thank God for your life. I thank God for your life. I'm a true appreciate. Amen. The only one thing I don't believe in Corona, I believe in Christ. But it says too much, and I meet you online. You answer, you are teaching, answer all my questions. Praise God. All my questions you completed. And uh, my experience in Christ is complete. I thank you, sir. I thank, and, uh, I thank you, sir. Thank you. You are a real papa. 
Thank you. Thank you from UAE. We appreciate your call. And we're excited to hear that the word is blessing you. We have another caller on the line. Hello. 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 Good morning. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Oh, Papa. Good morning, sir. Morning. Calling from your second home. By Alpha State. Who is it? Cyril, Cyril, calling oh. from Bielsa State. Cyril, how is Bielsa today? Very fine. I bring greetings from Daddy Ken. Amen. And Pastor Austin Nabucco. Thank you. Greet them for me too. Okay, sir. Sir, please, thank you for the word which you shared with us this morning. That's really been a great blessing to my life. Praise God. All I want from me is just a prayer because I'm, I'm, I'm a health worker. Okay. And I keep on encouraging my colleagues that they should fear not. Yes. And all that. But I just want a prayer of blessings from you this morning. All right. I speak the blessing, the peace of God, the comfort of the Holy Ghost. You are strengthened with might by the Spirit in the inner man. Christ Amen. dwells in your heart by faith. You are kept by the power of God. In Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, David. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you, sir. I'll pick two more calls before we round up for today. Tomorrow morning, I'm live again at 10 a.m. And I'll be bringing a continuation of today's teaching. And don't forget, we're live this afternoon, 12 noon. In the next 30 minutes, I'll be live with a full one-hour teaching. We're live again this evening at 6 p.m., midweek service teaching. And we're live again tonight at 10 p.m., GMT Plus One. Plenty of teaching and teaching and teaching. Since everybody is at home, let's use the time to build ourselves up with the word of his grace. Then tomorrow morning, I'm live at 10 a.m. GMT plus one. We have another caller on the line. Hello. Good morning. Uh, good morning, sir. Morning. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Yeah. Uh, my name is Palma Utamede I'm calling from Spain. Spain. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, sir, I'm hungry for Christ. I don't know if you can feed me with every complete set of your book. You can do... How would I do it? You can do me, I don't know. And uh, your CD. Wow. Go to YouTube. Go to YouTube. Abel Damina Ministries International. On YouTube, that's my channel. There are a thousand and one of yeah, my teachings there. I know, but uh, you said that uh, at the time we get every of your book, and the uh, would have been directed from a Bible school. Very true. Same thing with the teachings. But if you need books, what you need to do is send an email to my email address, drabeldamina at yahoo.com, and list the books you need okay. in the email. Okay, okay. What about the, the, the video, the, the video or audio? Mention all in the email, and my office will contact from you. Your, okay, from your very day one, to the very last moment you are speaking. All in the email, my office will contact you. Just put there all the books, all the audio messages, all the videos. My office will contact you. God bless you. All right, let me pick one more call before I let you go for the day. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning, Baba. Morning, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Yeah, my name is Moses. I'm calling from Cyprus. Cyprus. 
Yes, and thank you very much for what you're doing. And I really want to take this opportunity speaking to you for the first time to appreciate you for the message of Christ that you are free. And, you know, I came to understand the gospel through the moment I started listening to your messages. That was like two years ago. So I just want to thank you for that. And I would say that I'm encouraged by the things you're sharing and my understanding of of Christ has also increased. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, sir. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much for calling. That's what we can take for today. Tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. GMT plus one. I'll be live here both on Facebook, YouTube, and on Kingdom Life Network on all the platforms that we use in broadcasting all over the world. Share with friends. Share this video. I'm going to ask the office to repeat the broadcast later in the day today for people that miss the broadcast this morning, both on television, on Facebook, and all the platforms. And also, like I said, 6 p.m. tonight, there'll be midweek service. I'll be teaching a very powerful word. 10 p.m. tonight, I'll be teaching another powerful word. Is word, word, word. Then tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., I'll be live here again with the teaching of God's word and we will answer phone calls tomorrow morning. Let me bring good news to all of you. Good news, good news, good news, good news. My TV broadcast is coming on WAP TV. W-A-P, WAP TV, WAP TV. From tomorrow evening, 9.30 p.m., GMT plus one. From tomorrow evening, 9.30 p.m., GMT plus one on WAP TV and it's every day. Monday to Sunday every day, 9.30 p.m. on WAP TV. WAP TV is on DSTV, is on Star Times, is on uh, uh, Go TV, it's on uh, all the decoders. You, can, you will find WAP TV on all. Free to air decoder, it's also there. You just scan for WAP TV or check for WAP TV at 9.30 p.m. GMT plus one, I'll be on WAP TV teaching the message of Jesus Christ. We love you guys. It's always a pleasure to bring you the message of Christ. God's character is consistent the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is life. God is light. God is love. In him, there is no darkness at all. And we rejoice with you. Your body is healed. Your mind is restored. Your family is kept by the power of God. Enjoy the rest of your day and be blessed. Amen. Praise God. Close to 600 people are watching on Facebook. Man.